0: Good morning. Amen. Recently, a brother asked me the question: How many lifetimes would it take for you to repay the love you owe to our Lord? We we only get one life. That's right. But you know, and that's all we're given—one life. Just think about that one number. You're one life today. All right. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. That's right. It's the beginning. Yes. We have a new. We have the rest of our lives before us. Yes. One life, and then we will see the Lord forever Lord willing um, we will have eternity to praise him forever but let's live our one life all out for him like this martyr did today okay so over the past six or seven months these martyrs have meant a great deal to me and it's they've been changing my life um, you know we started this year I believe so it took several months for them to really get my attention and to grab a hold of me um, because what they went through, they, they denied their flesh, and they lived for the Lord. Yes. And I have a few just, just some amazing characteristics of the martyrs that I've laid out a little bit. So what makes a martyr? You know, most martyrs had a chance to recant yes. over a few doctrinal things, you know, like purgatory or transubstantiation, stuff that we hate and don't believe. Right. Um, This man that we'll hear about, I believe we've heard him before, Um, his name is John Frith, and he was given the option to recant over, and even though he had written like six or seven books while he was in prison, just, um, you know, basically proving the the false religion of uh, Catholicism and all they believe, um, even though he had all of that against him, written proof, they gave him They gave him a chance to recant, and they asked him two questions. Do you believe in purgatory, and do you believe in transubstantiation? Because those were the main things that he hated and was trying to disprove, and um, we'll see what he did. (laughs) Um, So a martyr is one that loves God's word and his truth and is excited about holy living. He looks forward to seeing Jesus Christ face to face and being in a place free from sin and pain. He walks with the Lord. And delights in Him throughout the day, and he thinks upon His Creator at night, and he denies his flesh and feeds his spirit. So, to summarize, who a martyr is? Let's just go ahead and say Christian. I mean, they are basically elite Christians yes, that right. we should be as well. We yes. should try to aspire to them. Um, to summarize, what they are? They consistently walked closer with the Lord every day, and they were ready to meet Him. Yes, right. Think about it. If yeah. if you were If you were on trial for your life, and you were given that question, if you weren't ready to meet the Lord, or if you weren't walking towards Him, or with Him, then you would have just bailed out. There was no way. And let me take it a step further for our lives. If you're not walking close with the Lord right now, every day, there's not a chance you'll be able to withstand the temptations that are thrown at us every single day, every single hour. And let's just go ahead and say every minute, because our thoughts are doing all kinds of stuff up here, and... So, if we're not walking with him, what kind of Christians are we? What are we doing with our lives? So, today I'd like for us to remember a young man and reconsider him. Um, I do believe we've heard him before, but I'm thankful to present you John Frith, our brother. He's a champion. John Frith was born in 1503 in Westernham, England. He was married at age 25 and had several children. He was very successful. He was very accomplished. He loved to learn. He was the best in his class. He could have had anything he wanted. And he could have had a very enjoyable life as well. Um, he died at age 30, though. Wow. That's pretty young, you know. I hope when I'm 30 years old, I will be able to to be like this man. Yes, Lord. Amen. So it wasn't that long ago. We're talking 500 years, you know. Not too, you know, a couple thousand miles away in England. Um, however, however far. But we are blessed. Amen. Amen. So it was known that Frith was a young man who stood far above his companions in knowledge and godliness. He was a special man. Even though his brilliance could have brought him honor and dignity in the secular world, Frith chose to dedicate himself to his church, believing that the truly good man should live for the Lord and others not for himself. Alrighty, a little background. He went to Sevenoaks Grammar School. He was, fur, uh, he was furthering his education at Eton College before being admitted as a scholar to Queen's College, Cambridge, which he received a Bachelor of Arts as a member of the King's. Um, when John was at Cambridge, he t- his tutor was Stephen Gardner, who later took part in condemning him to death. Um, he became proficient in Latin, Greek, and mathematics. When John Frith began his studies at Cambridge University, he was tutored by Stephen Gardner, who later became the Bishop of Winchester. Um, Gardner instilled a love of learning in the young John and developed a so-called great loyalty and admiration for him. In later years, this loyalty toward John ended with Gardner, and Sir Thomas More began to criticize the church. Um, Let's see here. So John was called out of Cambridge and attended Oxford University. So he had a lot of knowledge going for him. He had a, he had a great career path set for him. He, um, let's see here. But John was apprehended and committed to prison under suspicion of being in favor of, of different doctrines. So he was, he was released a short time later. But after this, John went to London where he made acquaintance with uh, William Tyndale. So Tyndale had a huge influence on John's religious views, and the two encountered much danger for their stance on purgatory. That's like a place of, it's not hell, it's not heaven, but it's something else that isn't in the Bible. So. But they believe in it, and <laughs> they can't prove it. <clears throat> so the second time that Frith was in prison was when he went um, to see the prior of reading. Upon arriving in reading, Frith was taken for a vagabond and a rogue, Frith was arrested and put in the stocks. Um, Frith was released with the help of and persuasion of Leonard Cox, who was a schoolmaster in reading. Um, when he, okay, so he had, yeah, he had met him and discussed um, topics, uh, education in, um, at the universities. So Cox went to the magistrates and got him freed because of his pity and admiration for John. So he won his heart, and he ended up getting him freed. Um, so back to the chancellor who was in power. So they, they still have chancellors today in England, the Lord Chancellors or whatever they call them. Um, they're, they're high power. They're like, yeah, they're very high-powered people. So um, at that time, Cox had pushed for and gained his freedom, but... Um, the chancellor issued a warrant for John's arrest again on a charge of her- heresy. John was sent to the Tower of London, which is a castle, it's walled it's still there, um the Tower of London. It's it's pretty cool, but he he was locked away in this in this tower. Um but he he tried to escape. He was not he he didn't necessarily um want to just surrender himself and say I'll be a martyr. You know, he he tried to escape. He disguised himself, but the Lord had a different path for him. So um, so he wrote uh, numerous books while he was in prison. And so eventually, John was tried before many examiners and bishops, including the Archbishop of Canterbury. He produced his own writings as evidence for his views that were deemed as heresy. He was sentenced to death by fire and offered a pardon if he answered positively to two questions – do you believe in purgatory and do you believe in transubstantiation? He replied that neither purgatory nor transubstantiation could be proven by holy scriptures, Amen. and thus was condemned as a heretic and was transferred to the secular arm for his execution. He was he was captured on or, or taken there on July or June twenty third. Um, John Frith was burnt at the stake on July fourth, fifteen thirty three. It was reported that John was led to the stake where he willingly embraced the wood and fire, giving a perfect testimony with his own life. The wind blew the fire away from him toward Andrew Hewitt, um, which I believe was one of his um, acquaintances, one of his friends. Um, so he was being burned with someone else. But, so his flames blew towards him, causing um, an unusual a longer time for him to, to suffer. But... He seemed to be happy for his companion and not to care about his own prolonged suffering. Can you imagine? Wow. So, in conclusion, we just heard of one of our brothers that died for the Lord in his glory. But who will live for the Lord this week? That's right. That's yes. I'm asking you, I'm challenging you. Right. Who will be the Lord's favorite this week, like David? You know? Can we try to emulate John Frith this week, caring for others, loving the Lord, serving him? Can we look towards heavenly things more? Yes, we can. Are you ready to meet the Lord, and are you walking with him daily? So, Amen. amen.